0: praise the lord church and welcome to our monday night segment of E revival so happy tonight to introduce to you evangelist victor jackson you're going to be so blessed by his ministry and i just encourage you to gather your family around and let's get ready for a great night in the word and i know the lord is going to bless us and we're going to be challenged in our faith what a great weekend we had here at the campus of east wind church as the lord met with us in a powerful way in our drive-in service and i just pray that god would keep his hand upon you and your family this week and that you would just receive the blessings and the goodness of God and know that that you are under His hand, that God is favoring you and that He has something great for you. So let's just begin tonight in prayer, and then let's just get ready to prepare our hearts and minds for the Word of God. Would you pray with me, Lord? We're so thankful for Your blessings and Your Spirit, thankful for the opportunity to open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. I pray, Lord, that You would anoint our spirits and let this Word go forth and let it fall on good ground. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you as Evangelist Victor Jackson brings to us the Word of God.
1: Hey, what's going on, East Wind Pentecostal Church? This is Victor Jackson, and I am excited to have the opportunity to break the bread of life with you guys this evening. Appreciate so much Pastor Myers and his wife and family, appreciate their example. Uh, Not only in our district, but in our movement. Uh, Love and appreciate them. Always been kind uh, to my wife and I. And what a wonderful opportunity that we have tonight to go into the word of God, which I'm excited about doing. Um, I literally somehow by a miracle from God, I was able to get a haircut. Let me tell you, it was tough to do. Uh, But I didn't want to show up on here with a little mini fro. (laughs) So I I had to go into the worst part of Orlando. I had to drive an hour. Had to go into the worst part of Orlando. The hood of hoods. And uh, I think it was a miracle that I was able to get the haircut. And I think it was a miracle that I was able to escape that neighborhood. Amen. But I did it all for you guys. Praise God. And uh, excited to break the bread with you all. Why don't we open up our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 24. I'm just excited to get into this. And I pray this will be a blessing to you. Luke chapter 24 and verse 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them and all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Verse 30. And it came to pass, as he said, at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight, and they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon." Verse 35, last scripture. And they told what things were done in the way, how he was known of them in breaking of bread. Uh, I want to preach to you on this subject, wrestling with the resurrection. Wrestling with the resurrection. And uh, this is right after Easter. We celebrated Easter Easter. Recently, we celebrated the resurrection, but I want to talk about the the struggle that comes uh, with that resurrection. Um, why don't you close your eyes, lift up your hands. Let's ask the Lord to bless this word, Lord Jesus. I Thank you for your presence. I thank you for your anointing. Let your word be quick and sharp and powerful. Let it be sharper than any two-edged sword. God, let it cut what it needs to cut. Let your word be like a hammer that breaketh the rocks. God, let your word break down everything that would oppose us, that would stop us from getting into your presence. Lord, let your word be like the sincere milk of the word of God. Let it be milk To those that need nourishment. Let it be water to those that need cleansing. Let it be a consuming fire. For those that need to be purged. Let your word be. What it needs to be in this time. In Jesus name. Amen. Wrestling with the resurrection. Notice the disciples on resurrection day. They were unaware that Jesus Christ had already risen, or rose rather, from the grave. And the Bible says that they were sorrowful walking on the road to Emmaus. And as they were sorrowful, they walked and talked and communed together. And they were reasoning within themselves what tragedy had happened. They were still taken aback by the crucifixion. They were taken aback by Good Friday and they were communing among one another their doubts and their frailties and their failures and everything that happened. And while they were reasoning within themselves, the Bible says that Jesus himself drew near. Oh, I love that about God because notice that they did not have any faith. They were still wrestling with what had happened with his death. But the Bible says that Jesus still drew near. Aren't you thankful that God isn't intimidated by your questions? That he still has the ability to draw close to us. Even when we're struggling with doubts and failures and, and things that we don't feel like is possible. It doesn't stop God from still drawing close to us. I'm so thankful that God isn't intimidated by questions. As a matter of fact, I would argue that questions are a sign of our humanity. Uh, Scientists and researchers, they began to do studies between animals and humans, and they realized that animals have the ability to adapt to environments just like humans do. Animals have the ability to to adapt and and navigate through different environments. Animals have communication systems among themselves just like humans do. But they said one of the greatest differences between an animal and a human, listen, is the ability to ask a question. Y'all going to make me preach here. Because... Questions are a sign of our humanity. No other creature has the ability to ask a question. That's what made God speaking through the donkey so wonderful. Because God not only spoke through the donkey, but listen, the first thing the donkey did was ask a question. He said, she said, why? Are you hitting me? Come on somebody. It wasn't just a miracle that God spoke through the animal. But it's amazing that the first thing the animal did was ask a question. Because no animal has that capabilities. It's those questions that give humans that distinction above every other creation. Because it has the ability to reason with God. And I'm so thankful that God is not afraid of our questions Are He doesn't withdraw from our questions. No. He draws close to us in spite of our questions to give us understanding. He draws close to them. And the Bible says that their eyes were holding. They did not see that it was Him. Uh, they were one of the greatest things uh, that we wrestle with is not just the terrible trouble that we're in, but but trying to wrestle and understand, listen, that something great could come out of our trouble. Their eyes were holding. They were blind to the resurrection that was standing in front of them. Come on somebody. Because they had endured such pain they had endured such trauma they could not comprehend something great arising out of their pain and despair but the resurrection was right under their nose come on somebody can I preach to somebody that's listening right now that no matter how bad your situation is uh, no matter how dark the night is God can still bring a resurrection right in the middle of it uh, but I understand that's where we wrestle with can there be greatness that comes out of gore can there be power that comes out of pain and we wrestle trying to understand how something so great can come out out of such a bad Friday out of such a bad crucifixion Uh, can that be the birthplace of something marvelous their eyes were holding. They didn't know that it was him. And the Bible says, he said, what are you talking about? And he said, don't you understand what's happened? He said, what happened? He said, we had trusted there was a man, Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet of mighty word indeed." He said, we had trusted that it was he that which should have redeemed Israel. And he said, beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. <laughs> Oh, said his sepulchers, uh, everything's empty at the tomb. They didn't find his body. And Jesus said, ought not Christ to have suffered these things to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. They constrained him. They still didn't understand what Jesus was talking about until verse 30, where the Bible says, "He set at meat with them. He took bread,, bled, and their eyes were opened. Their eyes weren't open. The bread was broken. Verse 35, it says that he was known of them in breaking of bread. They were wrestling with the power of his resurrection. Listen, so he broke bread, listen, to give them understanding. Brokenness was the bridge to revelation. Oh Lord. While they were trying to grasp the awesomeness of the miracle. They couldn't understand it until they first understood brokenness. And brokenness became a pathway to understanding. Oh, I'm going to minister to somebody right now. Brokenness was the bridge to revelation. They did not understand what God was doing. Until there was brokenness. And brokenness became the birthing place of revelation. What is God doing with your brokenness right now? He is getting you prepared, listen, for the greatness that is on its way and the anointing that is on its way is going to come forth right out of your broken places. Do not despise your brokenness. Because it's in that spot that God is getting ready to do something for his glory. I like to think as he expounded from beginning at Moses and the prophets. I like to think that God gave, brought them on a journey of brokenness. He started with Moses, the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. He's progressed from there uh, to the prophets and showed them that he always gets glory out of broken things. He always reveals something powerful out of the place of brokenness. I like to think that he brought them to the book of Genesis with Adam where Adam was made in the image of God Adam was made in the image of God he was blessed by God not only was he blessed but the Bible says that God gave him an assignment to till the garden Adam had purpose he was in the image of God he was whole Listen, but God said it's not good for man to be alone. Ah, remember, he's in the image of God. He has purpose. He has destiny. He has dominion. But God said he's not good, listen, until he encounters brokenness. And it's not until I break his body, listen, and cut him open. Then he's going to be better off. And I can do more with Adam broken than I can do with his wholeness. Ah. The Bible says that God split Adam open, broke up that body, broke the rib off. And made woman, made Eve, the mother of all living from Adam's brokenness. Oh, I'm going to minister to somebody right now. The Bible says, He that findeth a wife finds a good thing. God told Adam, It's not good that man should be alone. But in order for Adam to get the good thing, at the first experience, brokenness and brokenness was the bridge to goodness. Y'all gonna make me preach on here? He somebody about to turn me off? Come on, somebody! Uh, y'all gonna make me preach on this place? Uh, brokenness was his avenue to get goodness. He that findeth the life findeth the good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Bro- Come on somebody. There was favor, there was goodness within him, but he had to be broken to get it out of him. Life was in him in Eve, but he had to encounter brokenness to get it out of him. And the brokenness was the pathway, come on, for him to reproduce, for there to be fruit that comes forth out of his brokenness. I thank God that what God did with the first Adam. Adam was broken. The first Adam was broken and Eve came forth out of his side but I thank God that the second Adam, Jesus Christ was broken and the church came forth out of his side, come on, God always brings something beautiful out of brokenness he brought Eve out of the first Adam and he brought the church out of the second Adam, there's always going to be life that flows out of brokenness Life is going to come forth out of your brokenness, out of your despair, during this pandemic, during the struggle, during the things that you have been wrestling with, uh, uh, during the pain. uh, God is going to get glory right out of that broken spot. That's what we're wrestling with. That's what we're wrestling with. Can God do it? I'm going to tell you, God can and will do it. Right out of those broken places. Think about it. Whenever the earth was destroyed with water. Oh. Uh, the, the Bible says that the rain from heaven came. But that wasn't the only source of rain. That wasn't the only source of water. You know what Genesis seven eleven says? That the fountains of the deep were brought from the Come on. Water came from the top and water came from the bottom and there was a crescendo that happened. What am I saying? You've been looking from the top huh, waiting for God to rain blessings from heaven. But what if I told you huh, that right uh, that in that brokenness, come on, somebody, uh, there is a blessing that is going to come forth from the bottom. Uh, you may be on the bottom, uh, but when you're on the bottom and you're broken, come on, uh, you can get as much blessing there as you can get from the top. Come on, Holy Ghost, God is doing it right in the middle of your brokenness. Oh, somebody, clap your hands to the Lord. He's going to get glory out of your brokenness. You're being, God, where are you? There's no rain of blessing falling. He's saying it's going to come from the bottom. It's going to come out of your brokenness. And when the fountains of the deep are broken up, water spring forth. Help me, Holy Ghost. God did more with Adam broken than he did whole. And there was just as much water that came from the bottom as came from the top. Oh, I'm gonna to talk to somebody here today. Think about it with me, with Samson. Samson, listen. Ripped the lion. He broke in two. And when he broke the lion open, the Bible says he came back later, and he found a beehive in the lion's brokenness. Oh, Jesus. Those bees were looking for the perfect spot to produce honey. And they found it in the lion's brokenness. Come on, Holy Ghost. They found the greatest place to produce honey. Sweetness. And they said, we're going to do it in the lion's brokenness. And his brokenness is going to be the place that sweetness is produced. My Lord, I'm talking to somebody right now. They knew that his brokenness would be a place That they wouldn't be bothered. Come on somebody. Because nobody expected sweetness to come out of that lion's brokenness. But those honeys understood something. That that place was the perfect place. To take time to produce honey. And produce sweetness. That would feed more people than that lion could imagine. What if I told you that there is sweetness that is coming forth out of your brokenness. That's going to feed more people than you can imagine. Notice that the lion's body, it takes a month to decompose above the ground. It takes a lion's body a month to decompose above the ground. But you know what? With a beehive, it takes two to three months for a beehive to deteriorate. Boy, I'm gonna to preach to you. Meaning, what was the produced out of the lion's brokenness lasted two to three times longer than the lion's brokenness. What am I saying? The sweetness lasted longer than the brokenness lasted. I'm going to preach to somebody. The sweetness survived the brokenness. I'm going to talk to somebody right now. Huh? What I'm saying is long after your brokenness is over, huh? the sweetness will still remain. Come on. Huh? And it's going to feed the next generation. Huh? It's going to feed your children. Huh? It's going to feed your children's children. Huh? They're going to say, why are still tasting? and sweetness after mother and father have been dead for so many years they're going to say it started in that broken moment it started in the middle of that pandemic they got a hold of something in God that we have been reaping for generations come on somebody this sweetness is going to last longer than the brokenness long after the body was gone The honey held on. Y'all not hearing me right now. Uh, The honey remained long after the body was gone. And while that body was decomposing. Didn't understand that the sweetness would feed Samson. And would feed Samson's family. The honeycomb survived. Long after the lion died. Sweetness is going to come out of your brokenness. Hold on. Something marvelous is going to come out of this. The first time that Jesus broke bread. It was when he was feeding the Uh, 5,000. The Bible says that there was. These multitudes that came and they were hungry. And Jesus said, I want to feed these people. What do we have? They said, All we have is five loaves and two fishes. Jesus said, Just bring it to me. They brought him the five loaves and two fishes. And the Bible says that he took it, he blessed it, and he broke it. Oh, I'm going to preach to somebody. Meaning, he does not break what he doesn't first bless. Did you hear what I just said? I said God would not break you if he didn't already bless you. And your brokenness is a sign of God's blessedness, oh Lord. Because he blessed you with the ability to survive the breaking I said, He will not put more on you than you can bear. And what if I told you what you're enduring right now is just a sign that God's hand is on your life. He only breaks what He uses. Come on, Holy Ghost. He blessed it. He broke it. Then he distributed it to the disciples and the disciples distributed it to the masses. What am I saying? He will not break what he doesn't intend to use. And he will not break what he isn't already blessed. I'm trying to tell you, don't think that God is forsaking you because you're broken. No, it's a sign that he has chosen you. What if I told you it's only the chosen that go into the storm? What if I told you it's only those that God plans to use endure trials and pains and sufferings and there's something beautiful that's going to be on earth right out of that broken place I know that's what you're wrestling with. You're wrestling with it. God, how how can this happen? How can this happen? He said, I'm using your brokenness to convince you that my hand is still on you and that there's a blessing that's coming to the East Wind Pentecostal Church. There's a blessing coming to Palm Bay. There's a blessing coming to the ministers. Can I minister to somebody right now that has been in ministry and you feel broken and you feel stagnant and you've been wondering what's going on with your ministry what if I told you that that is the fertile ground that God is using the birth of resurrection in your life other people may have given up on you other people may have thrown you aside but can I tell you God is going to unearth something right out of that broken place he's going to increase your prayer life he's going to increase your devotion he's going to increase your compassion for the Loss And right out of that brokenness, God is going to do something great in you. He called I think of Job right now. When Job, the Bible says he lost everything. And when he lost everything, he sat down in the ashes. And he scraped himself. His body was ill with boils. He sat down in the ashes with questions, 40 chapters worth of questions. Then finally God answered Job questions with his greatness and when God answered with his greatness the Bible says that Job said Lord I abhor myself I repent in dust in ashes can I tell you the same ashes that Job lost everything were the same ashes that Job got everything back y'all gonna make me preach right now I said the same ashes that Job encountered hurt were the same ashes that Job encountered healing can I tell you the same ashes ashes uh, that he felt like a failure uh, were the very ashes that God made him a success uh, and the very ashes of brokenness uh, were the very ashes of the double blessing uh, and I'm talking to somebody listening right now that there is a double blessing that's coming just hold on just hold on it's gonna come forth right out of your broken places he broke the bread And he would not break what he hasn't already blessed. I said, there's a blessing on your church right now. And he blessed you before. uh, he, He broke you. Come on, Holy Ghost. What if I told you, you were in a service two months ago. And you felt the presence of God like never before. That was God. Putting a blessing on you so you could survive this pandemic. I got a word for you right now. What if I told you, well, you felt the presence of God like never before at New Year's. ah, That that was God blessing you, which was preparing the way for the brokenness that was coming in this pandemic. You're going to make it on the other side of this thing Because God's blessing this Is enabling you to get through mm. What if I told you There's a blessing coming from the east wind <laughs> Oh Lord Hey come on somebody I said nothing surprises your God Nothing is coincidence I said there's a blessing coming from the east Jesus and he's just getting you ready for it he's just telling you just get ready get ready get ready something is about to change in your life right out of your brokenness he feeds the 5,000 Jews amen he feeds the 5,000 Jews with with broken pieces of bread notice the, the boys lunch it was normal before it was broken But it was the brokenness that made the ordinary extraordinary. Come on, somebody. When the boy gave it to him, it was whole. Ah, It was whole, but when it was broken, listen, it became supernatural. When it was whole, it could only feed one, but when it was broken, it could feed thousands. Come on, Holy Ghost. What I'm telling you what's happening with you right now is that what you had was sufficient, maybe to help one, one community one state one nation but when it's broken it's going to feed the world he then broke the bread and fed 4,000 Gentiles I could go into those types and shadows but I don't have time But then in Matthew 26, verse 26, the Bible says, this is right before they take him. This is his last supper. This is his Passover meal. Matthew 26, verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body. He was giving them the precursor of what was about to happen to him. And he's saying, I am broken that I might nourish you. He broke the bread and said, Take, eat. This is my body. Mm. He said, My body is about to go through some incredible breaking. They're going to pick up a cat of nine tails made of sheep bone and metal and they're gonna rip my flesh off of my back. Wasn't a beautiful scene, it was a gory scene. He lost so much blood. It was a miracle he was even still alive when he went to the cross. His body was so broken. Pieces of his body spread spread across. So weak he couldn't even hold up his own cross. He needed help. But he had to be broken. That he might nourish us. This is why. Thomas. As he was wrestling with the resurrection. He said I will not believe. Listen. Until I see the print. Of nails in his hand. (sighs) The resurrection is so great. I will not believe. Until I see his brokenness. And when Jesus showed him his brokenness, Thomas cried out, my Lord and my God. It was tough for me to believe your greatness until I first got to witness your brokenness. Can I tell you, God is getting this church ready for a revival. God is getting this church ready for a harvest God is getting this church ready for supernatural blessings. But we had to endure the brokenness first. We had to endure the brokenness first. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, I'm ministering to somebody right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Mm, Jesus. I said, there's going to be some church plants that come out of this brokenness. Except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. There's fruit that's going to come out of this brokenness. There's power that's going to come out of this loss. Oh, Jesus, I feel a fresh anointing coming on the ministry there. All the ministers that are under Bishop and Pastor Myers, there's a fresh anointing that's going to come on you after this. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost right now. <speaking in Spanish> Bishop and Dr. Myers and Pastor Myers and Sister Amy Myers. They are, they are leading you. They are leading you into a brand new level that you've never experienced before. And God is just giving you the bridge where you will be able to handle it. You are not even going to want to believe the miraculous things that are on its way. But after enduring this amount of brokenness, you have no choice but to believe. Because your present brokenness is a bridge to your future understanding. Oh, something's going to come out of this. I'm speaking blessings over you right now. I'm speaking protection over you. Can you lift up your hands where you are right now and close your eyes? Lord Jesus, you are doing something with them. You have... They have been broken. They have battled. They have been struggling. There's been things that's been going on in their life, God. I pray that the word of God would begin to prosper, Lord. You spoke a word through your man of God, through the angel of this church. You spoke a word of prophecy, of blessing from his lips. God, your word shall not return, boy, but it shall accomplish that which you please us, and it shall prosper in the thing where to you have sent it. God, your word will not only be accomplished, but God God, your word is going to prosper, and I am speaking in the middle of this pandemic that God, you are about to do something. You are about to do something in their lives and in their families that they will never forget. You're just getting them ready so they can handle the resurrection that's on its way out of the fertile soil of brokenness. Oh. Find somebody to pray with. Grab your family member by the hand right now. Grab your family member by the hand right now. Close your eyes. I want you to pray that God would do something. I want you to pray that God would bring something for something good is going to come out of this. Hope is going to come out of this. Destiny is going to come out of this. In Jesus name.
2: Lord, we love you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. After that powerful word from Brother Jackson, why don't we just find a place and we pray right now. Lord, I thank you for that word that just went forth, God. We know that it's out of our brokenness flows the blessings of the kingdom, God. Lord, we know that lest the kernel, Lord, when it falls on the ground die, it will not produce fruit, God. But it's in that breaking, Lord. It's in that death of our flesh, Lord. It's in that trial. It's in that season of hardship, God that you produce mighty things for the kingdom, Lord. Lord, Job said, naked I came into this world, and naked that I'll leave, Lord. But there's always going to be one thing consistent in my life, God, and that is your goodness. And Lord, I pray right now, Lord, for everybody that's in a trial, for everybody that's going through something right now in their life, God, Lord, I pray that they would begin to see, Lord, the kingdom of heaven being made manifest. Lord, it's hard when we're in the darkness of the night and in the fight of our trial. He us. Lord, to see you working how you're working God but Lord I pray that the light would begin to come on in every person's life God, that people would begin to see Lord what you're doing in this season, what you're doing in our trials, what you're doing in our moments Lord of hardship and pain and heartache God when we don't understand it all Lord and we form more questions than we form anything else God we pose questions, why are you doing this Lord, when is this going to end God but you're in the background God doing the work that we cannot see Lord we thank you for the trial Lord and that's a prayer that we don't pray well enough Paul said it's that thorn that keeps him on track God I thank you for the trial God I thank you for the brokenness God because it's in that that you're developing us it's in that that you're making us it's in that that you're divining only the way that you can God into our lives things Lord uh, that we We must have for the kingdom of heaven, Lord. Lord, when you were in that garden, you said, not my will, Father, but thine be done. And when you went to that cross, God, and you went through the resurrection, Lord, we now know, God, that it was from the death. It was from the brokenness. It was from the chastisement. It was from those things, God, that produced such powerful life that we now enjoy today, Lord. So in our lives, we must see it as Paul sees it, God light affliction according to that exceeding weight in glory Lord we want to start seeing the glory if that is you in our brokenness God And Lord, if we must be broken so that Your glory may shine through us, then I pray right now, God, for every person that's going through that season, that they would begin to see Your glory be made manifest in their life, God. Lord, we pray to be used and we pray to go deeper. And we pray, God, to have a greater walk with You. But when You introduce the trial that's going to birth that in us, Lord, we get frustrated and we don't understand. So Lord, I pray for understanding now to begin to flow to every person. I pray for a spirit of understanding, God, of the trial, Lord, of the tribulation, Lord, of the things that You're putting in our lives not to break us, Lord, not to put more on us than we can bear, because that's what Your Scripture says You would never do. But, Lord, we understand that in these seasons You're making us. You're molding us, Lord. It's by the hand of the Master Potter that You put Your hand on our lives and You begin to shape us into who we need to be shaped into so that we can carry that anointing Lord so that we can be a, a, a dwelling place of your glory Lord Lord, we pray right now God that you would help us to understand these seasons you're making us Lord. Lord the hand of the master potter isn't always comfortable because it's pushing and it's reshaping and it's redefining what we look like and who we are but Lord we thank you right now we thank you for the hand that is on our lives Lord doing what only you can do God so Lord, we pray, Lord, just as you prayed in the garden, not our wills, not our wills, God, but your will, not our wants, God, but your wants, God. Help us to become what you want us to become in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. To every person that's listening to this, whether you have the gift of the Holy Ghost or you don't, whether you've been in this 20 years, or you've been in this 40 years, or you've been in this 10, 20, 30 minutes however your, your time in this beautiful kingdom has been, I challenge you to begin to see the glory of God that is coming out of this season in your life, that is coming out of this brokenness in your life, just as we would gather around the front, and I say this uh, repetitiously on purpose because we've got to get this into our minds during this season, just as we gather around the front in the sanctuary, if we were in this building right now, That's how we need to be gathering in our homes. And we got to find a place to apply the Word of God. The applied Word of God is the most important thing that we can do. It can be preached. But unless it finds ground that is ready to produce fruit, then the preached Word will be consumed by the fowls, choked out by the thorns, or it won't be able to get deep enough because of those stones. So let's remove anything that's in the way, and let's ask God, Lord fill us. Lord, do what you need to do. If you're watching this and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. Don't wait another day. Lift your hands right now and by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I pray that you would receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, the only saving name, the only name that we will ever find record in Scripture of anybody being baptized in, and I'm challenging you today in just a few moments there's going to be a number that is presented there's going to be a place where you can call us I challenge you call us we'll come to you whatever we need to do but you must be baptized in the name of Jesus it is the only way to enter into this covenant is to receive the Holy Ghost and be baptized into his name we love you Lord we thank you Lord Lord we pray that that conviction that fell on the day of Pentecost and they asked, what shall we do that that same conviction would begin to fall in homes, Lord, and they would begin to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the brokenness, and I pray that you would begin to usher in a spirit of prayer into every home right now, in Jesus' name.
3: Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for joining us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. And our phone number is 321-723-2030. God bless.